good morning, everyone. <coughs> good morning. All right. Um, this morning, I plan to go over by God's grace, October 22nd, 1844, and the work of Christ in the heavenly sanctuary when he moved from the holy place to the most holy, and, and to also show the work also um, that the saints on earth have to do and correspond with Christ in the heavenly sanctuary. Um, but before we continue and go on, let us begin with a short word of prayer. Merciful Father in heaven, O Lord, we give thanks for this day, for life and strength, and actually you may forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings, O Lord. And Father, now as we speak on your word and the light, light that you have sent, O Lord, please, O Lord, send on your spirit from the high so that, so that, so that we might learn of you. Please help us to know, know the the work from on high, so that so that we might work um, work in line with you as well, Lord. And we ask all these things in your Son's name. We pray, Amen. All right. So earlier in the week, <clears throat> we we saw that um, Swin went over the seven times one the. One for Israel and one one for Judah as well, and and show that the one for Israel this this one ended in 1798, and the one for Judah began in 677 and ended on October 22nd, 1844. We're also looking at the um, the 2,300 day prophecy from Daniel 8, and seeing that it needed three decrees by 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 three kings, Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes to begin the 2300 day prophecy and 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 we also looked at the 490 which brought us from from 457 BC BC all the way down to 34 AD where now the work the work for the Jews was done and and and, and the remaining 1810 days Brought us down to brings us down to October twenty second, eighteen forty four. So now we we would like to go into looking at the work of Christ on October twenty second, eighteen forty four, and and the reaction of the saints on earth as well, and that which opened up and the light that came at that time. So I'd like to start at this top, top note at the top of the notes. I also like to add that much much of the things in which in which we have went, went over are the base um, points of it. And um, much can be read from Sister White and from James White, um, from James A.T. Jones, so on and so forth. So I would implore all to go back and study these things for ourselves because this is, the, this is what Christ has always said, study to show thyself approved. So we have to go back for our own selves and sink sink um, the shaft deep into the mind of truth for ourselves. We all must have an individual, intelligent faith. So, start at the top of the notes, Daniel 8, 13. Then I heard one saint speaking, another saint said unto that certain saint, which spake, how long shall be the vision concerning the daily and the transgression of desolation, desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden on the foot? He said unto me, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. 
All right, so we already know, been through this verse, it brings us down to, begins in 437 BC, brings us down to October 22nd, 1844. So now we're going to look at some verses that were fulfilled on October 22nd, 1844, and then as we go along, these verses will be explained as well. Daniel 7, verse 9 <clears throat> says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was, garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like, like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. All right, so this is one, one key verse that was fulfilled on October 22nd, 1844, and the books are opened, opening the work of the investigative judgment of the dead. All right, continue on. Deuteronomy 33, verse 2. And he said, The Lord came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of ten thousands of saints. So it's the same, um, same language as in Daniel 7. So this is why we're transitioning from Daniel 7 down to what Moses wrote here. Same language. So we have the ten, ten thousands in Daniel 7, verse 10, and, and, and the fiery stream. And then, in, and then in what Moses wrote here, we have the ten thousands of the saints. And continue reading, it says, From his right hand went forth a fiery law. So we know now what Daniel saw was the, the fiery law that issued from before the throne. Um, because when you're in, in the most holy place, you, you have the ark, and it's the mercy seat, and the mercy seat is this throne. And within the ark is the Ten Commandments. And this is the law that issues from his throne. And, and we'll see this as, as we read along. This is why it comments upon these things in GC. Okay. <clears throat> so now we read Leviticus 23, which speaks about the Day of Atonement. Um, verse 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also in the tenth day of the seventh month, there shall be, there shall be a day, day of atonement. It shall be an holy convocation unto you. Ye shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. So when you come to the tenth day of the seventh month, the work of the saints is to afflict their souls. This is what you have to keep in mind. Um, and you shall do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. So it's very needful that we understand this work, because if we do not um, do this work, we shall be cut off as the Jews were cut off on eight, um, 34 AD. Um, verse 30. And whatsoever soul... It be that doeth any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and ye shall afflict your souls the ninth day of the month at even. From even unto even shall ye celebrate your Sabbath. So we are to put away, put away our own works and do the work of the Lord. We are to eat the way in which the Lord wants us to eat on that day. Drink, sleep, work, and act the way the Lord wants us to work on that day. So now we're going to look, take a glance at the 490 um, year prophecy now. So from Advent Review and Sabbath Herald, May 1st, 1866, page 172, paragraph 7. It says, by a careful what? Re-examination Re of the prophecy, it was readily discovered that, that as the middle of the last or 70th week, seven years, which is 
There's seven years, three and a half, three and a half. This is the last week of Christ. Terminated in the first month, April. So April is the first, is this first month of the, of the Jewish reckoning of, of, of time, the Jewish reckoning of the calendar year. Or the spring of AD 31 at the crucifixion. So we, we all know Christ was baptized. I'm going to put an S here for spring. It says, the remaining three and a half years or the last of the seventh week would consequently end in the seventh month, October or the autumn of AD 34. So Stephen was stoned in the autumn of AD 24. He was stoned in the month of October. It says, they must have commenced in the autumn of B.C. 457. So, the third decree went into place in the autumn of 457 B.C. And now, he's going through this because, as we'll read on, the Millerites then um, thought that um, the third decree was passed in the spring. And it's what caused them to have their, um, to think that Christ was going to come in April, 19, on April 19th, 1844. This is what led to the first um, amen. Yes. And now this, this is why they had to go back and look back at all the proofs of which the Lord um, showed them to see that it points before to the autumn, not to the spring. And Sister White writes all about this in Great Controversy and 4SP as well. It says, then, of course, if the 70 weeks ended in the autumn of AD 34, they must have commenced in the autumn of B.C. 457 at which time also the 2300 years must have commenced. So the 490 and the 2300 days commenced at the same time. Then, 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 excuse me, then, commencing, amen, this period, amen, in, in, in the autumn of BC 457, it would terminate, it, it would not, not terminate till the autumn of 1844. So, since this is in the autumn, and then 490 brings you to the autumn of 34 AD, and the 490 and 2300 begin at the same time. It's also pointing forward to the autumn. autumn. From autumn to autumn. Amen. From autumn to autumn. On October 22nd, 1844. Oh, yeah. Amen. Okay. Turn on. GC 351.2. Um, just read the bold. The preaching of the disciples in regard to time was based on the 70 weeks of Daniel 9. Message by Miller and his associates announced the termination of the 2300 days of Daniel 8.14, of which the 70 weeks form a part. The preaching of each was based upon the fulfillment of a different portion of the same prophetic period. Like the first disciples, William Miller and his associates did not themselves fully compre comprehend the import of the message which they bore. Errors that had been long established in the church prevented them from arriving at a correct interpretation of an important point in the prophecy. That's why we must understand... All the points of the prophecy, because um, if we don't, it will lead us to a disappointment. We, we would um, regard certain things um, in, in the wrong light. But the Lord was still with them in this, in this, um, time, this time of um, trial. It says, therefore, though, therefore, though they um, proclaim the message which, which, which God, God had um, committed to them. Amen. 
to be given to the world, yet through a um, misapprehension of its meanings, meaning they suffered disappointment. And exactly why this is why they thought that he was going to come in the spring, but he came. Um, so come in the autumn. That was one error. The other one was thinking that this was Christ's second coming. But this was one of Christ's. They, they did speak of Christ's coming, and Christ did come. But it was not as they thought to the earth in fiery vengeance um, at, at, as his second coming. But he did come with fire as well, as we read in Daniel 7.10 and Deuteronomy 33, verse 2. Okay. Continuing on. In explaining Daniel 8.14, onto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Miller, as has been stated, adopted, adopted the generally received view that the earth is the sanctuary. This is one of the, the, um, the errors in which, which they held. And he believed amen, that the cleansing of the sanctuary represents the purification of the earth by fire at the coming of the Lord. All right. So they, they needed to understand what constituted the, the sanctuary. And then when they understood, once they understand what constituted the sanctuary, they can understand the meaning of the coming of Christ. So this one error led them to make two mistakes. All right. But nonetheless, the Lord was in that movement because there's also those, there, there's also um, men out there that say that Christ could not have been in this movement and they reject the past because, because, because of this wrong thought. But this test only came just to manifest the true followers of Christ um, from, those <coughs> from, those, from, from those who did not actually follow Christ. Because Christ often leads men to, to trial, to, to go and test them, see if they truly want to follow them, follow Christ. Because it's what Christ asks, asks, asks the, the 12 in John 6, will ye leave also? And this was a crisis right at that time. And Christ asked them, will ye leave also? But Peter said, no, Lord, where else can, where else can we go to? Thou hast the words of life. So Peter and the twelve realized that even though all these things, all these trials are happening, um, this is, we're, Christ is still with us, and we see that Christ is with us, and Christ has the words of life. We just need to understand the reason why this trial came, and the trial came to burn up an error within us. Anytime we're sick, a fever comes. We don't like the fever. The fever is there to burn up the sickness. So likewise with, with a trial. So we have to endure and, and continue on knowing that God is with us, even though this fever is hot and it's burning up. Continue on in, in that which the Lord has shown. All right. Continue on. GC 352.2. Um, may I have a reader for the bold, please, of this, of this paragraph? In the typical system, which was a shadow of the sacrifice and and priesthood of Christ. The cleansing of the sanctuary was the last service performed by the high priest in the yearly round of ministration. It was a closing work of, of the atonement, a removal or putting away of sin from heaven, from Israel. It prefigured the closing work in administration of our high priest in heaven, in the removal or blotting out of the sins of, of his people, which are registered in the heavenly records. This service involves a work of investigation, a work of judgment, and it immediately precedes the coming of Christ in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. For when he comes, every case has been decided. Amen. So in a typical system, we look at the tight. We'll look at the anti-type as well. 
typical system, they had to afflict, afflict their souls. Antitypical system, we must do the very same thing. They afflicted by prayer and fasting, and we must do the very same thing, pray and fast. But our fast, we cannot literally fast until Christ comes, comes out comes out of the sanctuary because this, this work, work began on, on October 22nd, 1844, and all the, all the saints then could not have been fasting from that, that point onward because they would have died, died from starvation. So the Lord and his wisdom um, gave us a, a diet which is fasting, which is a true fast, fasting from harmful foods, intoxicating foods, um, foods, foods that, that inflame and things of that sort. Stimulate. Yeah, amen, yeah, that, that's it. Stimulating foods, yes, that, that's the word I was looking for. And Stimulating this, foods, go ahead. This fast you can see in the original diet, that was the fast. Amen. If Adam and Eve had abstained from the food that, that's good and evil, they would have preserved the health and, and, and holiness that the Lord intended they preserve. Amen. So on October 22nd, the Lord is calling us back to the fast in Genesis 1:26. Amen. Amen. And this is something um, Swinon touched on without touching, without exactly saying it, because Moses says in Leviticus 26, says, if ye be not reformed, more curses will come upon. So the Lord, the Lord has always been teaching reforms. So this is one reform in which the Lord wants us to receive as well, is, is in our habits of eating, drinking, dressing, sleeping, and working. All these reforms we must do. So the fast in which um, Christ calls and the antitypical system is, um, is fasting from stimulating foods, foods, foods that excite coffee, tea, spices, meat, milk, etc., all those things. And all these things can be read about in CD and CG and, and many, many chapters, MH and, and, um, and books. Amen. Many books she writes about these things because these things, all these foods affect our mind. And, and it is with the mind that we worship God. And, and we all want the mind of Christ. So therefore, our mind must be in a prime, prime proper um, health so that Christ can use it to the, to the utmost ability that, that he can. Is that a hand? I was just going to say correction in Genesis 1.29. Genesis 1.29. Yeah, okay. the And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Amen. Our meat is a vegetarian diet. Amen. Fruits, nuts, right. vegetables, grains. These, these are the things that the Lord has put in place for us to eat because these things actually build up the body and it wars off diseases and ailments and etc so in the type <clears throat> you afflict your soul by praying prayer and fasting and it's the same in the antitypical system and the lord gives us a diet so that we might fast and she says in the type and typical system um is the cleansing of the sanctuary it's, it's the closing work of the atonement or a removal or putting away putting away of sin from israel And in the anti-type, it's, it's very same of putting away sin. But it truly is really pointing forward to when Christ blots out our sin.
And if he's blotted on our, our sin, there must be a record of our sins in heaven that these sins might be wiped away from. So this also brings in the books. And we'll look at the books that are involved in this work of judgment. Because if you go look um, with the judges of the earth, judges, the judges of the earth have books and they have laws in which, in which they have to um, go by to, um, to render a right judgment upon, upon any case, any um, um, yeah, case that comes before them. And she also brings, another thing she, um, she says here, we'll bring out, says that this is a work of investigation, a work of judgment, and it immediately precedes the coming of Christ. So we are now in the antitypical day of atonement. But there's two parts to this work. It's the work of the dead, the work of the living. And, and um, the, once, once um, Christ does, does all the work for the dead, then it passes to the living. And now once that work is finished, this is not when Christ comes. So we are in this last phase um, in, in this work in the heavenly sanctuary, in the most holy place. But we'll, we'll look at this as we go along more and more. CIHS 56.2 says, The blood of Christ, while it was to release the repentant sinner from the condemnation of the law, was not to cancel the sin. It would stand on record in the sanctuary until the final atonement. So in the type, the blood of the sin offering removed the sin from the penitent but it rests in the sanctuary until the Day of Atonement. So the, the man is cleansed from their sin, but the sanctuary itself, the literal sanctuary itself, still had sin upon it. So there's a special day for that, for that sin to be wiped away from within the, within the sanctuary itself. Continue on. GC 3.99, paragraph 4. It says, In like manner, the types which relate to the second advent must be fulfilled at the time pointed out in the symbolic service. Under the Mosaic system, the cleansing of the sanctuary of the Great Day of Atonement occurred on the 10th day, 7th month, 7th Jewish month, Leviticus 16, verse 29 to 34. Um, so if you go to those verses, you'll get more insight upon it as well. It says, when the high priests, having made an atonement for all Israel and thus removed their sins from the sanctuary, came forth and blessed the people. So we have... The when, on the 10th day, just have the D for day, on the 7th month, M for month. And who was doing that work? Christ and saints. Where is it taking place? In, in heaven. And we must have a corresponding work to do upon earth. And how is it being done? An examination or investigation of the books. And in the investigation of the living, it is as you're living. So it's your examination of your life as well. Okay. Continue on. It says, So it was believed that Christ, our great high priest, would appear to purify the earth by the destruction of sin and sinners, to bless his waiting people with immortality. The tenth day of the seventh month, the great day of atonement, the time of the cleansing, cleansing of the sanctuary, which in the year 1844 fell, fell upon the 22nd of October, was, was regarded as the time of the Lord's coming. 
not as his second coming, but he, he did come upon that day, came to the Ancient of Days. Okay. Um, says, this was in harmony with the proofs already presented that the 2300 days were terminate in the autumn, and the conclusion seemed irresistible. All right, so now, next paragraph, 4SP 307. She quotes Daniel 7, chapter, um, Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, 10, 13, and 14. I just want to go down to the middle. She says, and, and it says, and, 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 behold. and behold, thank you, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. So when you go in the Bible, the Bible tells us clearly, this is one of the comings of the Lord. It says, one like the Son of Man, Christ, came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And, 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 and this is Christ going unto the Father, which is the Ancient of Days, because the Ancient Days did sit, as in Daniel 7 verse 9 says, and then in verse, I believe that's 13, we are reading now, Christ comes afterward and um, joins the Father in the most holy place. Um, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His, his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. Next paragraph. It says, thus was um, presented amen, to the prophets vision, amen, the opening of the investigative judgment. So Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, 10, and 9, 10 13, and 14 is the vision of the investigative judgment. So the coming of Christ here described is not his second coming to the earth. He comes, he comes to the ancient of days in heaven to receive dominion and glory and a kingdom, which will be um, given him. Amen. At the close of his mediatorial work. So when he's finished with the work in the most, most holy place, then this is when this dominion and the glory is given unto him says it is this coming and not his second advent to the earth that was foretold in a prophecy to take place at the termination of 2300 days in 1844. Attended by a cloud of heavenly angels, our great high priest enters the Holy of Holies and there appears in the presence of God to engage in the last acts of his administration in behalf of man. So if this is the last acts of Christ to, to help us, we must, we must help ourselves by doing all that we can to be in line with um with Christ because in the type if they didn't partake they were literally cut off and and their souls were literally lost and there were Jews then Jews then at that time that their names would not be found in the book of life at all and and they will come up in the second um um resurrection amen yes okay continue on finishing off the last portion of the quote says to perform the work of of investigative judgment and to make an atonement for all who are shown to be entitled to its benefits says the dead were judged says john out of those things which were written in the books according to their works angels of god have kept a faithful record of the lives of all and they and they and they are to be judged according to their, to their deeds in view of this judgment um in view of this judgment Peter exhorted the 
Men of Israel, repent ye, therefore, and, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus. So the work is to repent and be converted so that when Christ is doing the work and investing in judgment, he might blot it out so that we might see Christ and want to see Christ when he comes. Because all men shall see Christ, but all men not, will not want to see him when he comes. Because one is on to shame and one is on to life. All right. So now going to the vision that Sister White had um, of Christ moving, moving from the holy place to the most holy. And yes, uh, and each time Christ moves, moves from one work to the next, some are left behind. So when Christ moved into the holy place on and in, in, in 31 AD, the Jews were left behind. And then when Christ moved from October 22nd, moved from the holy place to the most holy on October 22nd, the Protestants were left behind. And now the Adventist people became his denominated people. Early Writings 55, paragraph 1, says, I saw the Father rise from the throne. This is Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. And, and in a flaming chariot, go, go, go into the Holy of Holies within, within the veil and sit down. Then Jesus rose up from the throne, and the most of those who were bound down arose with, with him. Keep that in mind. It says only most. Not, not all of them that were bowed down followed Christ into the most holy place, but most of those. Um, she says, I did not see one ray of light pass, pass from Christ to the careless multitude after, after he arose, and they were left in perfect darkness. And this, this would be our case if we don't understand our own time and the message for our own time. It's the same with the Jews, it's with the Protestants as well. It's a message for our time, and we have to understand it and bring our lives in, in, in line with it, in order with, with the message. Next bold says, Then a um, cloudy, ch then a cloudy chariot with wheels like flaming fire, surrounded by angels, came, came to where Jesus was. He stepped into the chariot and was born, born to the holiest where the Father sat. There I beheld Jesus, a great high priest, standing before the Father on, on the hem. On the hem of his garment was a bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate. Those who rose up with Christ would, would, send up their faith, would send up their faith to him in the holiest and pray, My Father, give us, give us thy spirit. Then, 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 Jesus, amen, would, would breathe upon them the Holy Ghost. And that breath was light, power, and much love, joy, and peace. In the next paragraph, which, which I don't have here, it writes 56.1, then those, those, those who were bowed down and still in the holy place said the very same thing. It says, Father, give us a light spirit. But Satan answered their prayers. And Satan gave them an unholy influence, an unholy spirit. And within that spirit was light and power, but no sweet love, joy, and peace. Because it's what Satan wanted from, from the start as well. Satan only wanted the power, the power of Christ and of God, but not the character. But, but the saints here, the true saints, receive the power and the character, the love, joy, and peace. Okay. Um, so, going down to what was opened on October 22nd, 1844 as well. I'm going to read Revelation 11, verse 19. It says, and the t t t temple of God. 
Amen. Was opened in heaven, heaven, and there was seen in the temple the ark of his testament. All right. Um, all right. So now, when now this this ark is shown, and now we'll see what is within the ark. But before we look at exactly what is in the ark, we'll look at the work, um, the books which is used, because the law is within that ark, and that is one of the things that are used in the sanctuary as well. In the work, work to um, look at each case. All right, so now let's go down to GC 480, paragraph 1. Can someone read this, please? In the typical service, only those who had come before God with confession and repentance and whose sins through the blood of, of the sin offering were transferred to the sanctuary had a part in the service of the, of the Day of Atonement. So when the great so the great day of final atonement and invest and investigative judgment, the only cases considered are those of the professed people of God. The judgment of the wicked is a distinct and separate work and takes place at a later period. Judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel? Amen. So we see this. Swinnon went over this. The judgment began on at the house of God first, and then those who judged the house of God was judged in 5, um, 38. Yeah, amen. After. So judgment always begins at the house of God. And now we go into the time of Christ. Christ, Christ came onto his own. It, the work began at the house of God. Then it went down to the, to the Greeks and the Gentiles after. Likewise, here it began with, with those who, who, um, acted as if they they were of the house of God and then it moved on to to the um true the true ones after so it always begins at the house of God then it go, goes on to the world after and the pattern stays the same throughout so it is the same in the investigative judgment it always begins with the house with the the house then it moves on after it begins with those who are called by his name amen yes in like you brought out in the 1260 and the 1290, they were, they were calling themselves by the name of God. So mm -hmm. because they took on that, that, that name, that judgment began with, with them. them. Amen. So it is a, it's a high thing to be called Seminary Adventists because this is, um, once we say that we are Seminary Adventists, we have to also understand that as we say this, the judgment must begin with us first and that we, we must live, live to the standard in which Christ has set up in the earth. And the Lord will send forth much light if we follow in that. Because um, Sister White says that, as you know, Christ says that John, John was the, um, John was the, excuse me. The greatest prophet. Amen, yes. Because he was the, the first one to go and bring forth Christ. St. Adventists are the very same thing. And Christ wants to make St. Adventists the very same as John. The, 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 the one that, that heralded in Christ, the one, the one that see, see, see all of Christ's work and see Christ actually come. And this is what Christ wants, wants, wants for us to be just as John, to herald in, herald in um, his, coming. his coming. All right. GC 480, paragraph 2, says, The books of record in heaven in which the names and the deeds of men are registered are to determine the, the decisions of the judgment. Set says says the says prophet, prophet daniel. daniel the judgment was set and the books plural these books were opened so now we'll look at 
we have when, who, where, how, we have to also look at what. And we're going to look at these books so, we, so that we have a, a clear round, um, a, a clear view of, of the work of the investigative judgment. It says, and the books were opened. And then, and then she goes to Revelation 20, verse 12. It says, another book was opened, which is the book of life. So one of the books in the judgment is the book of life. All these things is a study in its in in and of itself. All every single one of these points. Next paragraph says the book of life contains contains excuse me contains the names of all who who have um amen. So have ever entered, entered the service thank you, of God. The service of God. It says, and then, and then she quotes Luke 10, 20. says, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And, and when, when Christ said this, this is referring to the book of life. All right. Jump down to the next paragraph. GC 481.1 says, a book of remembrance is written before God, in which are recorded the good deeds of them that, are, that, that fear the Lord, and that thought upon his name. So another book in the judgment. The book of. Remembrance. Every good deed that that we do, the Lord puts it in this book of remembrance. So we should fill up those pages as much as we can. Continue on it says their words of faith, their acts of love are registered in heaven. Nehemiah refers to this when he says, Remember me, O my God, and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God. It says, in the book of God's um, remembrance, amen, every deed of righteousness is immortalized. And this is what Christ says about Mary when she washed his feet. That act was written in the um, book, of book of remembrance. Because these things... That work, he said, shall be spoken about until the end of the world. It was immortalized. Says she has done a good thing. Amen. GC 481.2. Can I have a reader for this as well? Please. There is a record also of the sins of men. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Every idle word that men shall speak. They shall give account thereof in the, in the day of judgment. Says the Savior, by thy words thou, thou shalt be justified, and by thy words shalt, thou shalt be condemned. The secret purposes and motives appear in, in the unerring, unerring register for God. And, uh, for God will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. Behold, it is written before me, your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, saith the Lord. All right, so this record is, is what? The sins. Yeah, it's the sins of men. So we have the book of life, the book of remembrance, which holds the good deeds, and the sins, which hold all the secret deeds and, 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 and the sins done out and open as well. The open and hidden is in that book. And that is what 
Christ wants to um, blot out for us the, the, the writings in that book, in the, in the, the book of all of our sins, which are um, written therein. Continue on. It says, every man's work passes in review before God and is registered for what? Faithfulness. Or unfaithfulness. Opposite each name in the books of heaven is entered with terrible exactness every wrong word, every selfish act, every unfulfilled duty, and every secret sin with every artful dissembling. Heaven sent warnings or reproofs, neglected, wasted moments, unimproved opportunities, their influence exerted for good or for evil with its far-reaching results, all are chronicled by the recording angel. And these, these are solemn, sobering thoughts that, and it should make everyone reflect upon their own lives and look back and truly search themselves and repent and ask for forgiveness of all these things. Christ is only looking for confession and repentance. And then, and then, and then after that, we must obey that which he has sent. <coughs> Continue on. Says the law of God is the standard by which by which the characters and lives of men will be tested in judgment. Says the wise man, Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. The apostle James admonishes his brethren, So speak ye and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. So other thing that's brought in is the law. Next paragraph. Can someone read this, please? As the books of record are open in a judgment, the lives of all who have believed on Jesus come in review before God. Beginning with those who first lived upon the earth, our advocate presents the cases of each successive generation and closes with the living. Every name is mentioned, every case closely investigated. Names are accepted, names rejected. When any have sins remaining upon the books of record, unrepented of and unforgiven, their names will be blotted out of the book of life, and the record of their good deeds will be erased from the book of God's remembrance. The Lord declared to Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot, him will I blot out of my book. And says the prophet Ezekiel, When a righteous turneth away from his righteousness, and com committed iniquity, all his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned. Amen. And this is what the first angel is speaking of. On August 11, 1840, said, um, the message went forth, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. This, this, this message that roused up thousands upon thousands, this is what, um, this is what it was really speaking of, the judgment that was, that was to come on October 22nd that all might move with Christ into the most holy place and all might receive the light that he sent, the light upon the law, the light upon the Sabbath, the, the, um, and, 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 and all things thereafter. So in our history, we must, we must have a repeat of these first, second angels, first, second, and third angels' messages. And it, and it, and it behooves us that, that we receive the first angel in the best way possible and follow follow along in that because this though um those truths will lead us to walk straight into heaven just as sister white did as well in vision seeing these things on high and until they literally will enter heaven because because she made sure in her life 
that her name is written in, in that book of life and her sins will be blotted out. Okay. All right, so skip these two paragraphs at LS. She's um, in this vision, she, she goes, goes to heaven, and then she, then she goes to the holy place, and she's, she sees the, the candlesticks, the showbread, and the, the incense, and so forth. And then she's brought to the most holy, where she sees the ark, and the angels on top, and the angels looking down at the ark, and so forth. And, and, and the smoke of the incense being brought into the, the most holy place. Um, we'll read LS 100.4 for time, and skip, skip the two previous ones. It says, in the ark was a golden, golden pot of manna, Aaron's rod that butter, and the tables of stone which folded together like a book. Jesus opened them, and I saw the Ten Commandments written on them with the finger of God. On one, one um, table. table, thank you, were, were four, and, and on the other six. The four on the first table shone brighter than the other six, but the fourth, the Sabbath commandment, Shown above them all. This is the seal, seal, the seal of the living God. So all, all who continue with Christ, pass, pass, pass the trial, pass the scoffing, pass, pass the mocking, all those things, receive this, the seal of God. So this is telling us that if we continue on, pass the mocking, pass the scoffing, pass the trial, and passing through deep searching of God's word and deep searching of our own hearts, this is what we shall receive: the Sabbath seal upon our foreheads. The Sabbath commandment it says, but the fourth Sabbath commandment shone above them all for the Sabbath was set apart to be, to be kept in honor of God's holy name. So when you go back to Malachi, which we read in Malachi 4, it says all those who thought upon his name, only you can truly fully um, think upon his name is um, through through a correct understanding of the Sabbath because the Sabbath was was set apart. To be kept in honor of God's holy name. It says the holy Sabbath looked glorious. A holy, a, a halo of glory was all around it. I saw that the Sabbath commandment was not nailed, nailed to the cross. If it was, the other nine commandments were. And we are at um liberty to break them all as well as well as to break the fourth. I saw that God had not changed the Sabbath, for he never changes. But the Pope had changed it from the seventh. To the first day of the week, for he was to change times and laws. So, because of this, the darkness upon the earth in this this time period of 1260, the Protestants came out thinking that the Sabbath was Sunday and worshiping on the wrong day, worshiping on a day that was handed down by the heathen and the papists. But following along the message, it brought them to the true Sabbath. So the first, second, and third angels' messages truly bring us down to keeping God's law much much better and and in this day as well the lord will send more light upon the sabbath because it's the pattern we just read that christ never changes so if you follow on the first second and third it will bring us down to a greater understanding of the sabbath this is the pattern that the lord has set in the earth all right gc for 89.3 um says, we are now living in the great day of atonement. Uh, hold on. I think we already read this, maybe. We are now living in the great day of atonement. In the um, t t 
typical, typical service. service. <clears throat> While the high priest was making the atonement for Israel, all were required to afflict their souls by, by repentance of sin and and um, humiliation. Amen. Before before the Lord, lest they be cut off from among the people. So she says, we are now in the great day of atonement. Continuing on. Okay, before, before we continue on with that, actually, I'll raise this thought. If they had to understand when Christ was to move from the holy place to the most holy place for the work and investing judgment of the dead, therefore, we must have, to, we must have a knowledge and, and we must know when Christ moves from the cases of the dead to the cases of the living. Because... Um, that's how we will know when our names are brought up in heaven. Amen. We must know when our names are brought up in heaven so that so that um, so that we we might prepare for that event as well. And then when our names are brought up, we will say the, the, the correct things if we have been preparing correctly, because the Holy Spirit will speak through you and give you the right the right things to say at that time. So. Um. We have to understand and know when, when, when the word Christ will move from the dead, cases, cases of the living. Because we know that the sanctuary is not the earth, and we know that Christ is already in the most holy place doing, doing that work. So we don't have any um, excuse to, to not knowing the work of Christ. And, and the Bible says that they follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. So we must follow the lamb and know where, where the lamb is and know what work he's doing at all times. Because the Jews was required to know when Christ was, what, was born, the, the baptism of Christ, the crucifixion of Christ. They were to see all these things and, and know that this is truly the Messiah. And work accordingly. And, amen. And work, and work accordingly. Because all was pointing to the, um, the work at the end of the world. Where we were, like you brought up earlier, like we were all supposed to afflict our souls. The same work then is the same work now, Amen. whether in the type or the antitype. Amen. All right. <clears throat> GC 490.1, second to last quote, says, Solomon of the scenes connected with the closing work of the atonement. Mo Momentous. Mentious, Momentous. Amen. Are the interests involved therein. The judgment is now passing the sanctuary above. For many years, this work has been in progress. Soon. None know how soon it will pass to the cases of the living. And I've said previously that we have to know when it moves to the cases, cases of the living. Because all the truths of the Bible will be, are bound up for this last, last time, for this, the end of the world. And we shall receive, if we're faithful, more light than what Sister White had, what James White had, what Joseph Bates had, what, um, what, what, what they all had previously. And, and the Lord will not leave his children in darkness about what he shall do, because we have to follow him. It, the Lord told us to follow him, and, and the Lord will always tell us the next thing he, he will do. It says, um, judgment is now passing the century above. For many years, this work has been, has been in progress. Soon, none know how soon it will pass the cases of the living. In the awful presence of God, our lives are to come up in review. At this time, above all other, it behooves every soul to heed the Savior's admonition. Watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. Mark 13, 33. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not, not know what hour I will come upon thee. 
Next paragraph. When the work of the investigative judgment closes, the destiny of all will have been decided for life or death. Probation is ended a short time before the appearing of the Lord in the clouds of heaven. Christ, looking forward to that time, declares, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And, and he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. All right, so all these things we have to, we have to know and we have to understand because this time Christ is in the court and the, and the Jews should have understood the work of Christ in the court. And then from this, from this point onward, Christ is in the holy place and the Christians had to know what Christ was doing in the holy place and Paul and Peter and James and John, they all knew what Christ was doing in the holy place. And now from this point, when Christ is in the most holy, and we as St. Adventists have been blessed to have the understanding of which the Lord has sent. But after this, after this work, there's two phases in, in this judgment. This was October 22nd right here. This is the investigative judgment of the dead. Then it's going to pass to the cases of the living. Let's get judgment of the living. And then after that, probation will close. And we are called to know every single one of these. This is the past. We are soon come to this is the present. The close is the future. And we are called to understand every single one of these points. And this is why Sister White calls these messages the Rock of Ages. Because this is what led them to understand the work of Christ in the sanctuary at the end in the first place. So we must understand these things because we, we are to be as Christ. Christ is the past, the present, and the future. So this is why the understanding of, the, of, of all the prophecies and all the things of the, um, of, of, of the old is needed because new light is not independent of the old. It's just an unfolding, the very same thing on the 1843, the 1850 chart. So we have to understand the past. So throughout this, this week and... And, and then as we finish in the next, next um, day, um, we, we want to just solidify and put forth more and showing all the old things. And, um, and we have videos on many of the new things. And um, I believe all will be blessed if they go and watch those videos as well. Watch these videos pertaining on the old things and the videos pertaining to our present time and pertaining to the things that are pointing to the future. We have to know them all because our own lives um, depend upon the understanding. We must have this mind of Christ so that, so that we might be where Christ is as well. So I pray that it was plain, seeing the work, work of, of Christ in the most holy place from October 22nd, 1844, seeing when it took place, the 10th day, 7th month, who, who it involves Christ and the saints, where, where it's happening in heaven, and there's a corresponding work on earth, and, and what is being done in there, the books being opened and all the saints are being examined at that time. And it will come to every living human being that is on this earth right now. So I pray that these things were a blessing. And that being said, let us close with a word of prayer. Merciful Father in heaven, O Lord, we give thanks. 
Again, for all that you have shown the Lord, I ask you may forgive us of our sins, our shortcomings, our secret sins, our hidden sins, our faults, and all these things, O oh Lord. Please help us, O oh Lord, to cast these things at, at your, your feet, Father, and help us, help us to turn from sin and self, O oh Lord. Please help us to learn these things, to go back and search out these things more and more so that so that we might know your work on high and that, and that we might walk in line with your work as well, Lord. And we ask these things in your son's name we pray. Amen.